Welcome to the OFX Podcast. I'm Dave Claxton, and along with me is our resident RX1 rookie racer, Bethany McChesney. Yep. And we'll go through the RX1 in a bit. I mean, that'll be like 90% of what we talk about, but there was some stuff that just happened. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, OCR is apparently in the Olympics. Okay, I saw this, but it was only quick highlights. Um, and all I saw was that due to animal rights activists, they're taking all of the equestrian sports out of the Olympics and we're going to add in OCR. But I don't, I didn't understand um, what it looked like. So I don't think they've said what it looked like. They've said, so I guess the governing body that governs pentathlon, it, what's going to happen is, they're going to take the equestrian part of modern pentathlon. Do you know what modern pentathlon is? Because you're a track girl. You should know this thing. Uh, <laughs> pentathlon I, as in, okay, no. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't know. I knew, I knew. Sounds like five events. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. so essentially, it's fencing, swimming, horse, uh, equestrian riding, shooting, and running. I think like a, uh, like it appears to be like a cross country run. So due to, and essentially what it comes down to is, I guess at the last Olympics, a guy punched a horse. Oh, okay. Yeah. And um, anyway, so they're removing the equestrian from the pentathlon and substituting the OCR. That's, oh, so it's not an event in itself. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, lots of questions <laughs> wow okay yeah that's not what i expected at all okay yeah so what i don't i mean like all they've said is now they're going to do some testing as to what type of ocr to use so the, the governing body has said yes they're doing it um apparently most of the athletes are very upset about this why well i kind of get it. and being as a guy who who did horseback running for many years to put that much time and effort, and I mean, you know what you know, it takes to get to the Olympics, the kind of discipline you have to have, yeah. and then the kind of discipline you have to have to do five different events, essentially, completely mm-hmm. different events. So it's not even like the decathlon where it's all, you know, kind of track. Yeah. These are like way all over the place. Yeah. You know, so the amount of t- uh, time it takes to actually get really good at stadium jumping, you know, horses, is, is, you know, at that kind of level is really difficult. And now all of a sudden you're going to say, okay, well, we're not doing that anymore. Now, if you want to still be in the pentathlon, you have to learn to do OCR instead. Mm-hmm. So all that time doing the horsemanship, gone. And you have to think about the financial investments involved with the horse. Yeah, well, hopefully they can sell them off because maybe they'll make some money. Yeah, so... If like in that situation though, I like it because one of the my biggest issues with events like that is your your limiting factor is money. Yeah. So if you're opening it up then to people who don't have the money for a Olympic level horse. Well, actually, I think, and I could be wrong on this. Somebody told me that they're actually provided with the horses, so they have to ride a different horse. So it's not. Oh, just, really? Yeah, I don't know. It, it's. I can be honest, it almost sounds Spartan Gamesy when I start. 
Yeah. <laughs> right. Ben Dadlin. But anyway, the, the thing it's is. It's funny that I've never, I don't really understand this modern pentathlon thing in the Olympics. Like I. Yeah. Well, I studied Olympic history in university and I. Did you pass? <laughs> yeah. But this is, uh, this is new information to me. So modern 10 pentathlon started in 1912. Or sorry. Yeah. And it still happens now. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe I skipped that part of the textbook. <laughs> so I don't know. And, and, you know, I'm reading the distances and stuff and it used to be cross country, um, riding and when it went to stadium, gym. I don't know. It just seems like a lot of shit. And then now they're shooting with pistols, but then it seems the running also has shooting with laser guns. What? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one of the things that jumps out first to me is if there is like a cross country style running, that kind of means that like an OCR, say, you know, regular, as we would think, like a Spartan style race, right? Like I'm reading here, running could be around 3.2 kilometers or something like that. Anyway, our regular style OCR race doesn't seem to fix mix because it's just the same thing. Yeah. You know, so my guess, if I was to go out there and guess is that it would be more likely to be like a 400 meter sprint OCR, almost military style, nothing super technical, walls, balance, crawls, maybe a rope climb, maybe some monkey bars, stuff like that. Yeah. So is this like a step in the right direction or is it something that maybe precludes OCR from getting its own bid in the Olympics because it's on with this? So every once in a while, the Olympics tries these spectator friendly events to see how they take off. So I, let's say that this part is added into the modern pentathlon and it gets really good response, then maybe we can continue to have its exposure in the Olympics. Like this, this is what they did with rock climbing in the last Olympics. Only like rock climbers obviously had a problem with the format with having to do all three disciplines, but ultimately it was, again, it's a super spectator friendly event. Yeah. So, and they did this with skateboarding also. Um, so they kind of wanted to see, because some of the Olympic events aren't super spectator friendly. Um, and some of them are very based on history and what started with the Olympics. So um, I do think this is a step in the right direction. Um, because I think OCR, if you're talking about that short course format is extremely spectator friendly. Yeah, it's fast. It's really fast and exciting. And actually, I think that that's, I agree, if they do go that way, that would be a good thing. Because I think if they went right in and threw in like a 15K Spartan race, everybody would be like, oh. Yeah. Yeah. It would be just, it's just too long and too, you know, they already got a marathon. <laughs> right. And a 50K race walk. And it, oh. <laughs> <laughs> There's so many sports in the Olympics that I'm like, these are amazing athletes. This yeah. Stupid sports. Yes. Yeah. Race walking. Sorry. Can't, can't tell her. It's just. Yeah. It's like, it's whispering as loud as you can. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to have a race, <laughs> but don't go too fast. <laughs> 
but with that being said, and we've talked about this before, race walkers go ridiculously fast. Yeah, it's nuts. Yeah, faster than the average person can run for sure. So it is remarkable what they're capable of. It's just odd. It's doing something that's slower as fast as you can when you could be doing something faster. I'm trying to think of a comparison and I've got nothing. <laughs> Besides my whispering analogy. That's a good one. It's like drag racing in first gear only. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I did anything. But they're great. They're great athletes. I mean, oh, phenomenal. And I always think like rhythmic gymnastics, amazing athletes. Just yeah. Yeah. Or I was talking about um, ski dancing recently. I remember that. Is that still a thing? No, it's not a thing. (laughs) It was very short lived. Uh, Maybe one or two Olympics. Again, as a spectacle type thing. But yeah, you were you're dancing on the skis. Yeah, I remember (laughs) that. I remember seeing that going. What the hell is this? And then I think just the other day I saw it on TV, like as a, like a clip from some games way back when, it might even yeah. been like a Calgary games or something like that. And I was just like, oh, God, I remember that. That was cool. <laughs> <No. laughs> yeah. Funny thing is there's a lot of people getting paid a lot of money to make these decisions and this is what they're coming up with. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Rock climbing, I think is a great ad. I love that speed climbing. That's exciting. Speed climbing is exciting. It's just difficult for climbers because you're talking about three totally different disciplines. Yeah, and they should allow them to set it up because I just want to see the fastest climber climb. I've always made that kind of thing too with like, and now I'm off topic, the all-star games and like hockey. Yeah. You know how you get like, they go in The skills competition. Yeah, the skills competition. Yeah. But it's the fastest of the guys who are there. Well, I don't want to see that. I want I want each team to have their own little skills competition. I want to know who is really the fastest, who really has the hardest shot. Because it could be somebody who really isn't very good, mm-hmm. but has that one set, that one skill set. You know, yeah. That's what I want to see. So I don't know. You know, so when it comes to the sport climbing, I don't want to see the most or the speed climbing. I don't want to see the most well-rounded climber. I just want to see the dude who can yeah. fly up that that course the fastest. Right. Yeah. That'd be good. So anyway, um, did you see Joe DeSena's reaction to all this? I only saw the 10 second clip that came out on obstacle racing media. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's typical Joe. Like it's Mm -hmm. some, I know he doesn't directly say this, but it's like, it's almost like trying to to have Spartan take credit for it. (laughs) Oh Yeah. Well, I would worry if Spartan had too much, if Joe had too much of a say in how this goes down. None. Zero. Yeah. I don't think he's got any say. Honestly, yeah. this, this is, I think, mostly Ian Adamson's group, uh, World OCR. Okay. And because the, they are actually working on trying to, you know, they're, they're built, they built a governing body. They've built yeah. governing bodies in different countries. And so I, I'd imagine yeah. it has to go through him. And if you read the article, that actually says, they are looking into formats provided by World OCR. So oh, okay. You know, okay. I know. I know World OCR has a hundred meter standard race that they do. They do yeah. have. I don't know that they had the four hundred, but when I look at the hundred meter, I, I mean, maybe they'll institute that. It it is fast. It is good to watch. Uh-huh. Um, it's not overly complicated, but I just I I mean, I still look at it as people who have trained for pantathlon have trained these specific skill sets right you're 
just completely changing one. So I don't yeah. know if I was a pentathlon person, I'd be, I'd be teched. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're introducing an entirely new discipline. But um, as far as the obstacle course race goes, it's, it's going to have to be extremely standardized. Like everything in the Olympics is so standardized and everything down to the millimeter of how everything goes. So which doesn't typically follow the ethos of something like Spartan, where it's like throw random things at them and don't follow regulations as far as <laughs> the temperatures people could die if they're submerged in cold water <laughs> just throw better. it all at them <laughs> Not yeah. <that> <laughs> yeah so it's it's going to be completely different than something like so i have seen world ocr's actual standards for their 100 meter course and it includes diameters of monkey bars it includes the the distance things have to be built by it's it's like a blueprint sketch yeah. or a blueprint uh building blueprint so i it, they could be going with that or they could just spread those same obstacles out over 400 meters or something along that line that would be what i expect so yeah, me too yeah. it'll be extremely standardized like that if it's going to be an olympic sport for sure yeah and uh and i don't expect it to be very technical but Mm -hmm. maybe it's a start maybe it's something uh don't expect to see atkins or Lindsay or any of the people we know in it because well i don't know how they are fencing and shooting and all that other stuff that we need to do but not horseback riding because that's gone <laughs> yeah but who knows with ryan atkins right <laughs> it's both just <laughs> possible he has six years to figure this out that's true that's true yeah if going to the Olympics is his aspiration. Isn't it every athlete? Not necessarily. Olympics is extremely political. Oh, that's, yeah. Mm. <laughs> it is. It, well, I mean, we talked about it before, right? Like, just, it's, it's become very tainted and, and hard to, doesn't have that innocent feel that, you know, we think yeah. it once did, once did. Yeah, especially over the last four years or so yeah. all right one more thing i wanted to say before we go into rx1 uh high rocks london went off that was the last qualifying event for worlds yeah um david mcgita flew out there to give it one last shot and sadly come up a little short disappointed mm -hmm. always you know big fan of dave's and wish he had a had a made it and yeah but good for him though he threw all his cards in did a quick, really, really quick turnaround, 48 hours in London, you know, drop down, race as best he could. So good for him. And he's a dad. He's done it all as a dad. <laughs> Moms get all the credit. Dad's raw. <laughs> a new dad. Yeah. That's right. So yeah, uh, I guess what we should, what we can read off here, and I will say this, this is the final, yeah. I believe this is what Hyrox has listed as the final 15 for each. So for the women, we have Miriam Von Rohr, Viola Oberlander, Lauren Weeks, Rebecca Nathier, Sarah Colty, Tara Jackson, Linda Muir, Rachel Vondrak, Alundra Greenley, Alyssa Hawley, Sabrina Rothig, Chris Roglowski, Beatrice Ardelt, Anna Blank, and Jania Menzel. So there's some different changes in there. Like Chris Roglowski was off and now she's in. So Rachel... Rachel's still there. Rachel Vondrak, she's an eighth. 
And oh, sorry. Her other, okay. Her other last name. Oh, uh, Schreiber. Okay. I was listening for the last name. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Rachel Vondra. Yeah. So then for the men, we have Hunter McIntyre, Ryan Kent, Tim Winchnicks, Alexander Ronkovic, Dominic Malzan, uh, Jeffrey Voisin, Thomas Verdick, Peter Schiller, Olga Corner, Dylan Scott, Tom Hogan. Uh, Tom Hogan just recently got in. That's good. Uh, Dietrich Schwarzkopf, Dietrich Schwarzkopf, Cole Schwartz, Martin Misilius, and Michael Sandbach uh, was just added as well. From the London event. Well, no. You notice there was a name missing there, right? For the men, did you notice? Well, Tobias. Tobias. So I think yeah. Michael Sandbach, he had a previous time that was faster than his London event. Uh, I believe it was a Manchester event or whatever. So. Ah, either okay. way, either way, Michael Sandbach is in. So, and Michael Sandbach is famous for that um, wall ball, I'm out of here thing. <laughs> yeah, was he quit at like 80 reps or something. <laughs> As he put it, it was like the ultimate race brain. He's just like, he doesn't even know why he did it. He just <laughs> and walk away. Shiny object in the corner, off I go. Was, he, he has no idea. But, oh, I'll never understand that. So I'm sure he's pretty happy that he got redemption and he still got to, he's getting to go to Vegas. So yeah. hopefully all those people go to Vegas because I don't think they're doing any more roll downs. And here's the thing. What is it, like two weeks to Vegas and they just finalized who's going? Yeah. That's, that's, that's too, too short. I mean, you need longer, I think. Mm -hmm. You know, they can say, well, these people who are trying to get in are trying to get in. That's great. But what about the people who have prepared and bought plane tickets and like, and all of a sudden they get bumped by someone on the last day and then two weeks away, then what are they supposed to do? Right. Yeah. I think you got to give it's, them at least a month. I agree. Yeah. With flights and travel plans and everything. Anyway, these aren't really high, like mo for the most part, these aren't athletes who have their sponsors covering all these things too. So this is a new sport. So that's tough for people. Yeah. So I think that, like I said, one month would be good. And mm -hmm. it definitely is something they should reconsider. But I mean, they got, I think they got to reconsider the whole qualification process for this thing anyway. So hopefully they change that up next year. Yeah. Because it's clear uh, a high rocks is not a high rocks is not a high rocks. They're not all the same. So there's got to be a better way. Right. And hopefully we'll find it. So RX1, here it is. There, there, there we go. I'm wearing my <laughs> extremely large RX1 shirt. <laughs> Mine's still being washed, but. <laughs> all right. So do you want to do you want to start with like your experience going through it? Because this was your first RX1. And I mean. Yeah, I, I consider this one of the main three hybrid races. You know, I know people down south don't get it, but to me, this thing is just as just as good. Yeah, well, and like we interviewed them a while ago, and they've been around for 10 years now. So one of the original functional fitness races. Um, yeah, so I've been really looking forward to doing one for a long time. This is, it's much more geared towards how I train anyways, doing most of my training in a gym, not living near mountains or even really technical trails. So this was a much easier type of event for me to train for. Um, I also, I was really excited about the variant in the workout itself. So not really knowing what you're coming into. Um, yeah, so 
this event was, um, it wasn't super, super long, which was good because again, it's my reintroduction into racing. <laughs> um, it's been almost two years now. So it, uh, it went really well for me. So I signed up. So the cool thing about RX1 is there's the different levels. So anybody could really compete because you just kind of plant yourself where you belong. So I competed as an expert and the workout itself definitely was geared towards my strengths. Well, more not geared towards my weaknesses, I should say. <laughs> <laughs> they missed some of the things that I wasn't very good at. Um, the run portion was kind of short. It was only 3K and it could be up to 5K. Sorry, 8K, they give that range, 3 to 8K. Um, but the workout movements themselves were super fun. A lot of just functional movement stuff. So things like your, your wheelbarrow, which was pretty heavy, walking lunges with an overhead hold, like running with a heavy med ball, snatches, rowing, kettlebell stuff, toes to bar. So all the stuff that I do on a regular basis. Um, with my division, there was multiple heats. Faster girls kind of were planted in the first heat. So I just kind of had to time trial it, which originally when I heard that, I was okay with it. Cause again, the pressure of coming back into competition. And then, so I didn't really have to worry about what was going on. I just kind of do the best that I can and hope that it's good enough. Um, yeah, and then I just, I gave it my best go. I ended up finishing second. 40 seconds behind the first place girl who would have been in the first heat and I was completely happy with that it was a fantastic competition um there was a lot of barbell stuff which I never do I actually bought a barbell a week before the competition <laughs> and practiced the movement patterns and not that I'm unfamiliar to them because I do all the same types of movements with kettlebells I just prefer kettlebell movements over the barbell um but the weights were more on the heavier side for me, but um, I really, really enjoyed the atmosphere. I would definitely want to do one again. So it, what was funny to me was, like, obviously you should have been in the first heat, and I, had I made some 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 calls, I'm, I'm sure that would have happened. Mm -hmm. But I, you know, got hindsight thinking, that, you know, would it have been better? Would it not have been better? Because you know, you wanted to go in there just kind of. It's a rust buster and it yeah. just to get back into it. And if you yeah. had been in that first heat, it would have been, you know, death. It, you you would have you would have pushed to the to the end of the limits to to keep up, right? Yeah. I loved I loved your beginning. It's like, okay, take it easy, take it easy. Just we're gonna run, starts out with a 3K. We're gonna go real easy. We're gonna go real easy. Like 50 meters in, you had a 30 meter lead. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, take an easy breath. Just sit back on it, yeah, idiot. <laughs> yeah. I was like, in my so the three thousand was my event in university, and it starts off with a three thousand on a flat road out and back. So I was like, really trying to control my excitement, <laughs> and uh, yeah. So I just got super giddy about it, and I was like, don't go faster than a four minute kilometer. Don't go faster than a four minute kilometer and yeah by the by the 500 meter mark I was felt I was cruising at 340s <laughs> I was like okay you need to calm down here <laughs> I love it. at the end of the run you come back and you couldn't even see the other girl right? and I was like somebody's like is she running alone I'm like yeah pretty much <laughs> I don't know doing her own thing yeah 
but it's also been so long since I've done like a flat and fast race. So it was just, I was super excited about that part. <laughs> Probably too excited. Do you know what was interesting to me too about the run? And when we talk about like high rocks, the run is still predominantly the main, the most important thing. Right? Yeah. Becoming a better runner, it makes you better at high rocks. Yeah. For this particular course we had, you didn't need to be a great runner to be good at it. Because I mean, you know, even if you, you, you know, let's say you're running, like you say, the difference between a four and a 430. So you're coming in, yeah, you, you'd be a monstrously faster runner. Right. But you're still a minute and a half lead. And the way the rest of that course is set up, that can get eight up really quickly. Like right. sometimes in two stations. Yeah. You know, like once you hit those walking lunges and both of us were, you know, about, like for me, that was the hardest one was those walking lunges. Mm -hmm. I know I, I was in good position going there and I lost a lot of time and then I had to make it back up. Yeah. So, I mean, for me, it was just the breaks I needed to take with the barbell movements. And again, that I, again, being a, a good runner over like a decent runner, but the difference in a 3K, you're maybe 90 seconds. So that easily could be eaten up with just not breaking as much with the barbell movements. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and then like even, even on the rowers, there was just so many opportunities that if you weren't a great runner to still make it up because it was the layout often and if I was telling someone you know you're, you're going to train for this how you know how am I going to delegate my time to train for this this race mm. it's not going to be 90% running to to shave you know 30 seconds off your run because it's not going to matter as much as it would be to get better at your cleans or at mm. your you know your, your functional strength because it's going to eat up way more time you're almost better to be a better rower you know like yeah it's, but it, I just like the way it was dealt around the whole way and everything was like that. Um, so might as well just go through the, I'll, I'll go through the complete layout of the course anyway, but 3000 meter run, um, essentially a hundred meter with the wheelbarrow. So they call it a transformer anyway, but it's essentially a big metal wheelbarrow. Um, for me had the wheelbarrow itself is probably 50, 60 pounds. And I had 150 pounds added on it. And yeah, it was a good grip test. It, it was pretty heavy to be honest. I was a bit shocked actually. And the weight was close to the handles. Yeah, it was it was a heavy lift. Then from there we went into those walking lunges, which were just dreaded. Mm -hmm. I mean, was you figure about seventy five meters? Was it? Yeah, probably seventy five yeah. meters. And for me, a thirty five pound dumbbell single arm overhead, which I have never done, and it showed. Which <laughs> is kind of odd that you've never done that, but <laughs> I don't. Uh, I don't do my, like, I don't do that. That's just not something I will do it in the future. Fine. I'm gonna start doing it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but I just don't do it. I never have. Um, I've done tons yeah. of lunges with like hundred pounds on, on the back and 80 pound sandbags or the water bag I have. It's the lockout position. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, mm -hmm. exactly. And so it was difficult. The one thing though, and I, I, I haven't decided how I feel about this, but they did allow the duck walking. I think it's just because it's so hard to call people on a hip lockout at the top. So do you, so you just, people? it's like just allowing it all because, and it's not like, like the duck walk destroys your quads. It does. I thought that, um, I thought it was all right. I was all right with doing it because all right with allowing it, like you say, because 
it stops bad judging. It stops judging controversy. All right, what are you going to do? Hold that thing above your head. And you didn't have to be full lock and arm. You just had to stay above your head. Yeah. And I liked it because it wasn't, you know, it, that was killer. So after that one, we had uh, just that carrying of the, of the essentially a dead ball or a med ball or whatever, which yeah. I mean, I, I as a recovery. 100 yeah. meters, 100 meter run. I had 50 pound ball. I don't know what yours was. 40. 40. So 100 meter run with that. Then probably another 100 meter run from there to the walking cleans, which I thought was kind of an interesting idea. It was hard for me. The barbell to me was on the heavier side. Um, and having to carry it in the racks position in between all of the cleans. So you went five meters between every clean for 100 meters. Um, I, I really felt it on my back, but again, I don't use barbells. I do carry heavy weights in the rack position often in my training, but still not that amount, but then dropping it all and pick, and then cleaning it again, to me, just it's the, um, the weight and the repetitive clean motion just really jacked up my back. I didn't mind this one, but I think I, tr I was too conservative. I, yeah. I think, you know, I would do, I would do like whatever, probably four steps and then take a little break and then do four steps and then take a little break. And I kind of planned it out that way. And afterwards I'm like, I didn't need to do that. I could have just kept going. Um, by the way, should we say like hats off to Riley? Cause she smoked that one. Yes, she did. Yeah. 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 And she's over here grinning because she's like, I killed that. but i think you're right she got the lighter bar she got it she got a, a hollow shaft there and um mm -hmm. and cheated she obviously cheated but the, i mean the the weights on them were were like i say on the heavy side because i'm not sure what i mean it's not like crossfit heavy right so no the expert division is not crossfit heavy but like mine was 110 pounds um and i'm yeah. oh, sorry 105 105 pounds mm -hmm. and yours was like 75 or something like that yeah yeah it's not the first five or six was not heavy. It's not, it was the accumulation. Again, you're holding it, cleaning it, holding it, cleaning it. And I think it was 22 cleans in total because you had to pick it up at, on each end. Oh, um, so, yeah. So it wasn't, um, it was just the accumulation and you're still now you're like 20 minutes into the event, 25 minutes. So, and I had a traffic accident during it. <laughs> yeah. you. you I, did. Did I actually had a traffic accident. <laughs> And you know what's funny? I kind of thought, hey, my bar is going to hit that guy's bar and did nothing yeah. about it. <laughs> so, and I don't, was it you that said to me, make sure you pick a bar so that you don't have to move away from somebody? No, I, I didn't. I don't know. Who oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Because I actually ended up crisscrossing sides. I was on one side. Yeah, so then when you're trying to like maneuver around people with a big barbell <laughs> with 100 pounds... <laughs> <laughs> so after that was um 40 calorie row for me was it 40 for you 30 30 i've never done my rows by calories no no so i i always did it by meters right so i was i had no clue how long 40 calories was or what to expect mm -hmm. all i knew was i just i figured it's going to be in the two to three minute area was my guess Right. Yeah. And I just figured I'd just take it easy. I use that as a recovery. And, and, and that's what I did. And luckily for me, rowing is a decent thing for me. It's, and I just mm -hmm. recovered and yet still made up time. So I was pretty happy with that. Um, after that too was then 
I guess you'd call them single arm hang snatches. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, it, was, it was light. I thought that one probably was too light. And dumbbell hang snatches. Yeah, it was dumbbell. light. Yeah, because mine was only 35 pounds. And I had 25. I could cycle that weight all day. Yeah. And I mean, it was 40 reps, which is, is a lot, but yeah. I mean, yeah, same for me, like 35. I was, I was expecting for that one to have like 50. I thought would be, would be a weight for that. Mm. Either way, that was fairly easy. And then the American kettlebell swings. So I never done those either. I never do American swings either. <laughs> okay, so, so superstar trainer girl. What is the, like, I, I got it for competition wise. I understand the benefit because that's an easier judge, right? Mm -hmm. Biceps go to the ears, you know, it's a full rep. It's easier. Yeah. Why, why do them in training? Um, I don't really know. And I, Nothing. all I know, yeah, <laughs> it's easier for competition because it's easier to score. So that is typically what they do in CrossFit competitions. I know sometimes so I've also heard to generally try to avoid them too much because you can deal with shoulder impingements from this position um so really the swing is about that power hip extension so if you're that's what you're focusing on coming up to shoulder height is really all you need yeah. so this is just like the extra so the benefits of the kettlebell swing really come from the hip hinge, which then it's really only necessary to come to shoulder height. So that's kind of where I, why I do kettlebell swings the way I do. I watched my video of that after and um, yeah, wasn't great form. I was not using enough hip. You did a, too much of a squat with it. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, but still, I mean, it, it, it wasn't hard. It wasn't difficult. The uh, weight for that was 44 pounds for me. Um, so it wasn't difficult or anything, but it was still, I, I, I definitely, that's something I can work on some form with and get better at. Mm -hmm. From there, we went to toes to bar. And this is, <clears throat> at this point was when I started to realize and thankful for all that I do is this was getting very grip intensive. Yeah. So the wheelbarrow, then your racked cleans, rowing, snatches, swings, you're all jacking up your grip and then you do toes to bar. Yeah. And so it was a, it was 30 reps. I think it was 30 reps. Yeah. 30 reps, mm -hmm. 30 reps. So I broke it up and I did like fives and whatever for quick breaks. Um, again, could I push further on that? Yeah. But I knew there was things coming up that I was not good at and I wanted to be fresh enough. And, and after my experience last year where I completely burnt out and bonked, that was my big fear this time. And I went into it saying, I'm not going to, I'm not going to do that again. Yeah. And I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so broke up toes bar. I love I love the toes to bar. Um, mm -hmm. I noticed in yours there was like traffic jam at the toes to bar. So I think this is where the heat started to really collide. Yeah. So the third heat, second heat girls were kind of catching up to the third heat. I had kind of worked my way into the middle of the heat in front of me. And when I was doing my swings, I was kind of watching and I I was like, there's not really a bar available <laughs> if I get any faster right now. Um, and they, like by the time I got there, it was fine. But that was the only instance where I thought maybe there could be a little bit more space between the heats, especially in, in this event where it wasn't super long. Um, but yeah, it was a little bit of a traffic jam. <laughs> yeah, I was saying that. And they were everywhere. And there was like, obviously, people had very oh. much and when I started, I hit feet with a girl behind me. 
So then I, I did you turn had your around. traffic accident too. Yeah. <laughs> I, didn't, yeah. I, didn't, I didn't get to see that, but that's that's good. So uh, Toaster Bar, um, again, fairly self-forward. After that, I believe we went to 30 hand release or 30 deficit Deficit, yeah. Chest yeah. to the ground, yeah. To the ground. And um, I was like, I was salivating on that one. Like, okay, let's go. Here we go. No problem. Bang, bang, bang. Did those. And uh, and then sit-ups afterwards. And again, I'm just like, oh, okay. That's yeah. recovery. Great. This yeah. is, I'm going to recover and I'm going to pass people at the same time as sit-ups. Mm -hmm. So that, those are nice. Uh, and yeah, it was, uh, like you say, recovery, I think. Yeah. And then we were- For in everybody, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. Well, I know a lot of people still struggle with push-ups. Like, in, and when you're doing- Oh, I struggle with push-ups. I mean, sit-ups. Oh, sit-ups. Yeah. But yeah, we're doing, and 30 push-ups, I mean, that's a decent amount of reps, but 30 sit-ups was just, I didn't feel it. Like, no. Um, so then we went to box jumps. And I got shafted. I had to do 30 inch box jumps. What was up with that? Why is that shafting? Because you guys all got less. <laughs> Pros were no higher. So I got shafted. Anyway, didn't matter. I was successful in my box jumps. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. They weren't as fast as they should be. But, um, you know, I've maintained that I do not jump well, but I still got through. How many was it? Was it 20 or 30? 30. 30? Yeah, we did have 30. 20. 20? 20. Whatever. They were, yeah, they were part of the last set, which were 20s. It was 90. Yeah, <laughs> yeah 20 box jumps, 30 inch for me, 24 for you, and we did have to box jump, no step overs. Yeah. Um, you looked really comfortable on those. I do box jumps a lot. Remember, I'm short on the shorter end of the spectrum, so I always have to be able to jump, so I do a lot of box jumps. And you do really well at keeping that low, that nice tight lowness, right? No full stand up, just keep low and hop yeah. over. You just slide around, step down, slide around. Yeah. And I'm going to doff my cap to Sebastian Heward, who I think had the best box jumps on the day. Yeah. Yeah. He was the only one I saw doing sideways rebounding box jumps on the 24 inch box. Oh, side he, side. He was, an inter, he was an intermediate. Uh, so yeah, side 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 to side doing the, the rebound box jump. Down. He looked awesome. I mean the whole way, never slowed down a bit from good for him. Wow. Yeah. I don't know how he did it the rest. I don't think he I don't know if he podiumed or not, but you know, Sebastian Heard, great guy, and uh, also helps me with a lot of translations. So really appreciate it. <laughs> so after that, then was the part where just and for me, with all those things that I actually was pretty good at, I had gotten into second place. Mm -hmm. uh, going into the final 20 squat cleans, 20 push press shoulder over, overhead. And these, again, I had never done a squat clean until I saw the workout <laughs> come out and it said, we're going to have to do squat cleans. So I tried, I tried like 10. <laughs> so at the event, I, I tripled, I did 300% more or 200% more squat cleans than I had done my entire life. <laughs> <laughs> really that being considered i think i did remarkably well <laughs> you did yeah but your main competitor looked like he did them in his sleep he was born under a bar what was <laughs> benoit brisset i am coming for you <laughs> <laughs> yeah um i think going into that i probably had a five or six rep lead and yeah at least 
Yeah. By the, yeah, I might've been more. And by the time we got done the squat cleans, we were even keel going yeah. to the push press and he just, he just cycled through it faster than me. And as soon as, as soon as I saw that was happening, I just went, all right, fourth place is way back there. Yeah. Second has sailed. I'm just going to go through this until I'm done. So but I got my shiny metal, my shiny, shiny, shiny little sure. metal here, which I haven't put on my rack yet. <laughs> that is my first RXO, RX1 podium medal, and it is in the expert division, which Bethany is the same division you did, which means I'm amazing. <laughs> you did fantastic. <laughs> I, I like to call it adequate. No, I was, I was very happy with my performance considering there was a lot of movements in there that I do not do. I do not train, especially the barbell work. I was not, you know, I knew they did barbell work and I could have prepared, but I did not. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I was really happy with that. And, um, and yeah, I mean, for you, Rust Buster, you know, at the end of it, how does it feel like? Um. I felt really good after. So I've struggled with injury a lot over the last two years. And again, without races, um, you wouldn't really necessarily know what I had missed out on or not, because there wasn't really anything to miss out on. But um, coming back this year, there's a lot of nerves and almost like mistrust with your body because you haven't really competed in so long. And I've only really had completely pain-free running in the last month. So again, like coming out of the starting gates with a fast 3K, I was really worried about waking up the next day and having that pain again in my Achilles. And even with box jumps and like rowing aggravates it. So would aggravate it in the past. So I was like, I just don't want to wake up with pain the next day and I want to be able to push myself I also know in competition I don't notice things um and I would also push through things if they flared up and the whole time I just I felt really good like the only pain was just fatigue um so finishing it with like nothing hurt in the wrong ways um, and I was just able to push my body to the max and challenge myself. And it was, it was a lot of, like I said, I was in the last heat. So it was me versus me and you just kind of get into your zone. And, uh, I, I, I just loved it. And waking up the next day, my body was thoroughly exhausted and all kinds of pain, but not the wrong kinds of pain. So that made me really happy. <laughs> Nothing is better for all sorts of pain than a seven hour car ride, maybe eight hours for you. It was a long car ride for me, but yeah, every time we took a break and stepped in the car, it was like, you grab all sides of the car, step down. You hope you don't have to walk up any stairs. I rode, I rode in the, and also before I even said, um, we went with seven people, our little group, seven competitors, and we took three podium medals. So mm -hmm. I think that's pretty good. And one narrow miss. Yeah. Fourth place. So close. Next time she'll get it. Yeah. Um, well, I was, I went back in the back of a Jeep and yes, modern Jeeps are much nicer. Like I had a Jeep back in 95, I think it was. And, and it was rough. Modern Jeeps are much nicer, but they still wander all over the road and the back seats are still not great. And, uh, 
it was okay but getting out of it you still they have that like small door there and you got to kind of scrunch your knees together to slide out <laughs> it was like that was a bit sore that was a bit rough on that one but it was good um and thank you john cross for driving all the driving you did through great montreal traffic that was the worst yeah, a 90-minute ride to the hotel, which could be 10 minutes if it weren't for road closures. We, well, yeah, in all honesty, we were 15 from the hotel to the event, and we were 90 minutes from the event to the hotel. Yeah. That's nasty. That is yeah, not, great. not great. Um, All in all, like I said, I'll go on about Arts One forever and how much I love it and how much I think it's great and mm -hmm. stuff, but it's not perfect. And there were some issues that I noticed. Um, number one, going to be right off the bat, is um, there was there's not enough shirts, right? Like some people I know, uh, some of our some of the, our group actually used their shirt shirts from last year. Um, the reason my shirt is massive is because that's that's all they had left. Yeah. Um, so, and with RX one, you have to compete in the shirt. That's right. So that is that's an important point. Yeah. Now you can modify said shirt with many scissor cuts. So you can make your crop top if you like. Because <laughs> you'll see mine, I cut the sleeves off mine and everything. But um, when I say there was not enough shirts, that's true. However, if you re registered early, then you actually could get a shirt with your name on it and it would be there to pick up. So part of that not enough shirt is because we registered very late. And yeah. part of it is because they just should have more shirts. Um, another issue I had... Uh, and I guess this was a choice. I didn't realize this, but not everybody got a medal. Um, just uh, podiums got a medal. When on my previous experience, the races I've done at that point, it was everybody got the medal, but they said last year that in the finals, yes, everybody gets a medal for the finals on August 13th, but for the regular races, no, it's not an everybody get a medal thing. So that was just maybe I didn't know. And then another issue I had, and I'm sure this, I mean, we saw this a lot. And was judging not so i mean there was some inconsistencies but no more than anywhere else and actually probably much less than other places but a lack thereof for the judges and where that is partly on rx1 i mean i'm going to sit right here and, and say hey you know what i didn't step up that day normally i step up and volunteer for stuff and i didn't so i'm not going to take all the blame but i'm just going to say you know, if, if I'm going to bitch about judging, then I need to step up. And on the next one, I will definitely volunteer to do some judging for my part. Yeah. Um, one other thing, do you think maybe the heat should have been a little further apart? Um, it, the heats being spread out wouldn't be an issue if they, if everybody was seated appropriately. Mm -hmm. So, but then because with RX1, the events itself are always varied. It's not like you can submit yeah, um, yeah. times. Like, you don't have an RX1 time. So the variability in the event, to me, is a positive because it's always new. But you don't have RX1 personal bests or RX1 world records. So it, six minutes would be totally fine if the fast seat was always the fast seat. Yeah. Um, so yeah, there was a bit of overlap. I don't really know if I saw it, it was ever really a problem though. So it was probably fine at six minutes. No, I did. And, and I will say, I'm, I'm going to contradict you there because I did see in some of the intermediate and especially as I was watching Riley where it got to the point because of the overlap, that's where the judging issue came into play. 
because the judges right. were, were yeah. judging the, the heat in front. And then as the faster girls from the next heat got there, there was no one to judge them. And quite literally, no one to count wraps. So I mean, Yeah, so the judging situation was the only part where there, were, there wasn't enough. But yeah. the equipment was fine. And I will say I was really delighted to notice that I didn't notice anyone take advantage of that situation. Yeah, agreed. And, and that's really cool. I'm not saying nobody did. I'm just saying in the parts that I watched, nobody did. And I think that's really great and commendable to the community that does this event. So good for them. Um, and then one other thing, and this might just be a lack of understanding on our part and a lost in translation, but the podiums were confusing as hell. <laughs> yeah. And, and I never, I like, I thought I missed mine at first and I didn't really know if I had a podium coming because I thought I came third, but I wasn't sure. And then I know, our, again, our friend John Cross, who came second, uh, you know, he wasn't sure if he missed his. So, and then we were waiting for you. <laughs> so we were just constantly. So it could be a loss in translation because there's, it is French. We're in, in their province and it is our, it's our ignorance of the language that is yeah. the issue. But at the same time, well, there was stuff being said on the loudspeakers the whole time. So yeah. they could have been saying, they yeah. could have yeah. been announcing when awards were coming to, but it is nice to know if awards are going to be at certain times and you pay attention at those times, but the awards were definitely at random times when they had the information. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think to the, 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 the sports stats site was, seemed to be having some issues as well. Yeah. So, I mean, these are little nitpicking things on, on right. all, the event. It was really good. They put on a great mm -hmm. show. Everybody yeah. has a good time. And I mean, it was just a great race. I was exhausted. I was dead. I had fun. Yeah. Um, we could barely get off the ground. Yeah. And I loved it. And from a gym owner's perspective, this is something that would be so fantastic to bring your whole gym to because of there's four different levels. So people can kind of compete where they belong. Um, and there's even a junior level for high school kids. So it's, something that could appeal to again the masses and none of the movements were super complicated if you're outside of the pro levels um so it's just it's something that would be for for anybody so to get a big group of people and go and have fun and do an rx1 it's perfect for something like that and even the pro level at this one i thought it wasn't outrageous this time i mean the weights got higher so for example the pro women would have done the exact thing i did my the same weights same course Aside from instead of the deficit push-ups, they would do handstand push-ups. Mm -hmm. That was the only difference. Um, pro men, I think their walking clean weight was, I think, 155. And that means their squat clean overhead weight would be just a bit lower than that. Yeah. So, I mean, they weren't ludicrous, whereas I've seen some of the other pro events. They do some crazy, crazy stuff. So if you ever want to go pro for RX1, just be ready. Yeah. yeah. Um, I've been talking to Heather White and Tara Jackson and telling them about this and trying to commit. So I get anybody down there in the States, if you're, if you're enjoying High Rocks and DECA, keep enjoying it. They're amazing. Give this, give this a try, man. It is worth the trip. Yeah, I agree. You know, we drove seven, eight hours to do it and it was well worth it. Oh uh, yeah. And, and the Putin after is the best celebration <laughs> food. Yeah. 
So all in all, now that your ring rust broken, um, and I know you're going to come back because I was, and I, I think I said this to you, but I was so happy you didn't win. Because <laughs> at first I thought you walked away with it, right? And I was like, <laughs> I was like so happy you didn't win because I'm like, okay, cool. Now she's going to be hungry and she'll want to do it again rather than just, okay, well, that was easy. And then, and then I didn't, I figured you'd have yourself thinking, well, I'm between her. I can't do the pro, but the expert's too easy for me. So I thought it worked out really good. So now, now yeah. I know you've got something to chase. In no way would I call that easy. <laughs> <laughs> but the, yeah, coming. So when I finished, people were like, oh, I think you won. I think you won. So I was like, okay, that's cool. But then to come 40 seconds short of first place when I didn't really know where she was at, mm -hmm. then I was like, man, I wish I was just close. I wish I could see where she's at because as much as it was nice being put into my first competition in two years and just kind of be able to be in my own place, I love that close back and forth competition, like where you're pushing like to that next level because you're that close. Um, and for us to be 40 seconds apart and be in different heats means like if we were neck and neck, that probably would have been a super awesome battle. And that's one of the funnest things about competition. So. I, in a way, I kind of felt like I missed out on that. So to come back, and this is the girl that won is a girl that this is what she does, RX1. Yeah, this, so, is, this is. Yeah. So I would love to do another one and be in the mix with those girls where I know exactly where they're at and I know when I need to pick up the bar faster or you chose the bar faster or all the other things, just that little extra see the one my race was the first time i've actually had that in in an rx one where i've had like mm -hmm. right side by side with the guy i know i'm i'm chasing this guy this is mm -hmm. this, this is the battle for the for a podium position so i get what you mean it was very fun to have and i'm i'm like i said i'm gonna remember that guy for the next one <laughs> yeah. and that's that's a motivator that's like okay mm -hmm. i need to be better than benoit i need to mm -hmm. to to be ready to, to take that and and to not have what happened last time because i mean i should have i should have had that second place and my lack of experience and my lack of preparation mm -hmm. is the reason i didn't mm -hmm. yeah anyway um next one's coming up soon uh but before that you're uh and we'll talk about this a lot next week spartan vermicombe the start of canadian spartan season and you're back on what just uh just quickly what are you racing do you know yet so the super for sure on Saturday, and then I'm going to kind of see how I feel and then possibly the sprint on the next day. I would like to do both just again, getting back into racing, but like all of my efforts are going to be put into the super on the Saturday. All right. And I will be there doing some coverage and some volunteering and refereeing because we need referees, Spartan needs volunteers. We got to Yeah. Do our part. Um, it should be very exciting. So hopefully we see everybody out there. Uh, like I said, start of the Canadian season. Next week, we're going to talk more in depth about, like I said, the start of the season and what races are on the calendar, maybe who will be there, who won't be there. And as well as preview High Rocks Worlds because yes. that is coming. That's very exciting. We need to devote some time to that. So Beth, that's good for me today. I, um, I had an awesome weekend. That was an amazing race. And I will... I, I think I have at least 
two more RX ones this year, maybe three. Oh wow! Well, I'm I'm banking on one more for me for sure. All right. Well, I'm sure that those uh, other two girls on the podium will be waiting for you. And <laughs> by the way, you had the smallest podium ever. I didn't feel outsized. No, you were all so tiny. <laughs> it was like a hobbit podium. <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was, I was like, oh my God, they're all like, you know, sometimes you start, you talk about like body proportions and sizes for particular events. I'm like, is this the right one for this event? Because clearly <laughs> it seems to be. I have found my people. <laughs> You're all going to live in a small cutout fiberglass tree. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, Beth. We'll talk to you later. Okay. Bye.